Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Our topic tonight, make peace with your chaos. With us in our virtual studio is uh, Sandy Maynard. Uh, real quickly, our show to, today is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, in celebration of this, we are anxious to give away uh, a free copy, two free copies, actually, of Attention Magazine, uh, digital copies, that is. All you need to do is listen to this show, and we're going to give out a secret word during the show couple times, and we will, uh, we've done it on some other shows, so you need to listen to another show and listen for the secret word. Then all you have to do is send me an email at attention at attentiontalkradio.com with the two secret words. We'll make sure and verify that you've seen the shows, and we'll get involved to chat, and they will get you a current edition of Attention Magazine in PDF format and a future edition, uh, which is really, really exciting. Um, again, our show tonight is being brought to you. We have a little tip that we're going to run. Uh, and we'll get into the show. Some adults with ADHD have very successful careers. Others struggle with a variety of challenges, including procrastination and difficulty in managing complex projects. Consider your unique picture as you design strategies and accommodations for the workplace. For the best tips, visit helpforadhd.org. That's H-E-L-P, the number four, A-D-H-D dot O-R-G. Thanks again, Chad, for uh, your continued support and the tip. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Um, um, we encourage all of our listeners to become members of Chad uh, to support them financially because a uh, strong Chad is a strong voice on Capitol Hill and in regulatory agencies and allows us to speak really with one voice. To learn more and become a member, go to C-H-A-D-D. Dot org. Um, with that, real quickly, uh, Women Palooza is also coming up. By the way, uh, this is the fourth year uh, for Women Palooza. All you have to do is go Google Women Palooza, and we'll come up. I'm grateful to Linda Rogley, who's been putting that on every year. That focuses on ADHD um, with a little bit to uh, different impact or the different uh, of those with. Uh, women that are out there. I'm grateful this is the fourth year that I've been um, uh, speaking at that uh, tele-summit. Again, for more, just go just search for Women Palooza. It will come up, and you'll go there. Uh, you can register. It's a free event, um, so check that out. Um, okay, so our show tonight is uh, Making Peace, Your Chaos. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit of clutter, and some idea. many people with ADHD are very, very visual. Uh, they have a tendency to have a lot of things out. Um, that's a really... Why is that? Well, because of working memory. People with ADHD have more challenge working memory. And if you go back, there's a show that I did with Dr. Russell Barkley um, on working memory. Uh, that was actually his brainstorm. Uh, it was really pretty cool. We had a great time. He talked about the theory, and I talked about the practicality, at least how I coach it. And if you want to check that out, just uh, Google Attention Talk Radio GPS. Um, it really should come to the top, and you can listen to it. But again, it will help you understand why those with ADHD are very, very visual and they have a tendency to have a lot of clutter. And uh, in our virtual studio, um, we're going to roll a tape of an interview that I did with Sandy Maynard in the past with regard to this that we hope that you will 
very insightful and very, very useful and give you pause to think. So with that, we'll roll the tape. Uh, with us tonight, we've got Sandy Maynard. Sandy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. Now, Sandy, you graduated from, is it, it's Weldon University, right? Yes, yes, in health psychology. In health psychology, and um, you're, um, you're an ADD coach. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're actually instrumental in the development of the National Attention Deficit Disorder Association Coaches Guide, if I understand that correctly. Yes, yes. Certified Master Practitioner of NLP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you operate uh, Cadillac Coaching in uh, the D.C. area? Yes, yes. Um, I'm one of the, you know, um, pioneers in the field of ADHD coaching. When I first started, there was only about a half a dozen of us. Um, it was something that was very new. Life coaching was around, but mm-hmm. life coaching wasn't working for those with ADHD. We have, <laughs> we have a different set of issues to to work with, so um, developing how to do how to coach um, someone who's inattentive and impulsive um, um, took a while to, to formulate methods and models and, and, and how to use those coaching tools for the person with ADHD so they can succeed um, um, and bring out their talents and strengths. It's got, I got, that's got to be challenging, actually, defining all that stuff on the front side, just kind of starting with a white sheet of paper and trying to figure it out. I'm sure that was probably pretty challenging and rewarding at the same time. It was. It was both. It was, it was both. Um, you know, finding out what works for individuals, there's, there's nothing better. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, hey Cindy, this is a, I'm really kind of excited about this topic. This is, this is, I don't typically get into real specific tactical stuff on the show because I like people to kind of search through and kind of figure this stuff out. But um, you're kind of an expert on sprawling. Um, right. can, you, can you tell us about sprawling and, and, and tell us about yourself and the relationship to sprawling? We'll kind of get into making a mess today. Okay. A lot of us um, need to sprawl our work out in front of us to see what we have um, because we can't organize it in our mind until we see it all in front of us. Um, and so having a, a space in which to do that for each project we take on, whether it's a kitchen renovation project where we've got tile samples and floor samples and, and contractor names and pictures we've clipped out of magazines of different um, <laughs> cabinets and whatnot. You know, we, we need to have that all laid out in front of us to, to formulate a game plan. Um, you know, if, if, it, it tends to just spin around in our mind otherwise, um, and, and, and we need to nail it down by getting it all out in front of us to, to lay out that game plan. What do I do first? What do I do yep. second? What do yep. I do third? Um, so, so that is important, and, and that's true of a lot of other projects, whether you're picking out um, summer, summer camps for the kids or, um, you know, um, uh, doing medical reimbursements with all yep. the different forms there are or whatever it is. But many times when we have a project all sprawled out, um, you know, we, if, especially if we have a partner who's a neat neck, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in their way, we're in their space. And uh-huh. um, if it's a shared area that needs to be used by both, we need a real fast, quick, easy, dirty way of collecting it all back up, um, getting, in a, getting it in a container, categorized and sorted, and, and set aside so that we can use the sprawl area um, for another project or so someone else can use the sprawl area. So today's really going to be about how um, how fast and effective and efficient we need to be at that, so we can sprawl when we want to sprawl. Sprawl and um, unsprawl. 
<laughs> sprawl and unsprawl as quickly and as easily as possible. That's right. And everybody, you'll, and we'll, we'll get into this in a second. You're going to know exactly why Sandy's the perfect person to come on the show. But before we kind of get a little bit further, I do want to kind of pause a little bit. There are a lot of people with ADD that are visual learners. And last weekend I, was, I sat in on a, a, a Russell Barkley presentation. He's got this new concept of ADD uh, moving towards executive function deficit disorder. And at the end of his presentation, he was talking about the need to externalize a lot of stuff that's in an ADD's mind, which really makes a lot of sense for visual learners. And in particular, I want to share this story as we get into it. I was coaching a woman one time who was struggling at work, and uh, we knew very early on that she was a very, very visual learner, and she really we figured out she was visual, but she didn't know she was a sprawler. She was a sprawler, but she wasn't conscious of it. And as we started working together and she started to realize how visualization was really important for her, she had an aha in the middle of a coaching session one day and realized that her job was going fine until the CFO removed the printers because he felt that they were spending too much money. And thereby she couldn't print the stuff off and sprawl it on her desk because so she was actually having to toggle back and forth on different computer screens and her working memory couldn't keep up and that's when her job started to, to challenge her which was mm-hmm. just fascinating because with the aha of that we were able to say hey listen how do we go back she could she could you know buy her own printer or do whatever but I want to reinforce that externalizing some of this and being able to see it is really really important and um, Sandy here um, and I'm going to just kind of let you kind of walk us through this because I think she's an expert at how to sprawl organizationally, and then unsprawl very quickly when she needs it. So tell us about the concept of that and living in the space with a neatnik where you need, need the ability to have your area to sprawl out, but at the same time, get you know, unsprawl when you need to. Right, right. If you're a sprawler, um, you need a sprawl space, and that sprawl space should be off limits to the non-sprawler. In other words, that's your area in which you can sprawl and work with without invading someone else's space. Um, you know, kind of go around your home and, and think of your home in terms of three categories, sprawl spaces, non-sprawl spaces, and shared spaces. And the shared spaces might be the places where you can work and sprawl your stuff, but you can't leave it there. Um, oftentimes this might be a dining room table. Um, it might be, yeah, I can sit down at the dining room table and pay my bills at the dining room table because there's a big window and it's nice and sunny there and, you know, Bill Pang's a yucky job and I like to do it in a nice sunny room. Mm-hmm. But when I get done paying my bills, I've got to bring my stuff back to my desk and get it off the table. Um, other In other family situations or homes, it might be that the dining room um, table is a non-sprawl space. It's just for eating only, thank you very much. You can't put your rollerblades there. You can't put your bills there. You can't put anything there. It's for eating. We want it. We want it. You know, clear a clear area. Um, for some, clear areas might be kitchen counters or coffee tables. Um, you know, those areas that are used by other people that we really do don't like to have projects laid out and and um, um, you know uh, the space cluttered. Um, sure. Obviously, um, you know, if you have to share a closet, um, divide it right down the middle. You're, that's your side. This is my side, you know, um, so your clutter doesn't start creeping in on, on my side of the clutter. Um, um, and, and sometimes when um, there is uh, an area that's off limits for your clutter, um, have a basket in that room. If you see something that somebody put there that's clutter and it's supposed to be a clear space, mm-hmm. put it in the basket. So if Honey comes along and says, gee, where's my XYZ that I put on the counter? You say, look in the basket. There you go. It's supposed to be put on the counter. Um, so, that's so a we safe got- way. 
so we got sprawl areas, right? We got right. areas that are you can sprawl into, but you got to unsprawl quickly. And then we got neat nick areas that you really there's no sprawling allowed. Is that right? Right, right. Okay. And um, I think an important point to make about your sprawl area is that um, you know sometimes you're going to be working on more than one project, and and um, it's important to um, recognize your limit with that. Uh, there used to be a lot of information about, oh, people who are really high-performance oriented can multitask. In other words, they can work on three or four things at a time. Um, and that may be the case for you. Um, but recent research has found that um, if, if the tasks that you're multitasking with are simple and familiar, it will probably be easy to multitask and you will be more effective and efficient and save time. But if the tasks are complex, and unfamiliar, multitasking is going to thwart your efforts. So keep that in mind when you're working on more than one project at a time. Um, it shouldn't be a complex and unfamiliar project. It should be simple and familiar. That's, uh, and, that's, that's important. See, I tell you what, yeah. I need to run to a commercial. We don't want to break a break. Um, mm -hmm. For for those who might have some questions about sprawling or actually your kind of coaching practice, uh, is the best place to contact you by email or on your website? On the website or, you know, Sandy at SandyMaynard.com. At Sandy at SandyMaynard.com. And, again, you can go right. there, learn about a coaching practice. I'm sure there's a contact button, um, and you can go from there. So uh, with that, we'll be right back after this message. The secret word tonight is chaos. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and Executive Function Challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Hey, you parent or your kid who struggles with performance, motivation, or behavior? I'm Cindy Goldrich, parent coach and teacher trainer. Join me to learn how to reduce the chaos and stress and tackle issues such as motivation, setting boundaries, and increasing compliance. I've been helping parents for over 10 years through my nationally recognized parent workshop series, Calm and Connected. Join me for a live webinar, and it's now also available on demand. Go to ptscoaching.com to register today. That's ptscoaching.com. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. 
This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. we got Sandy Maynard in, in our virtual studio. We're talking about making a mess. Uh, before the break, we were talking about um, sprawl areas, neatnik areas, and areas that you can sprawl and unsprawl. And I wanted to get into um, some details about how you design the areas, particularly the sprawl and unsprawl areas. But before we do, I just want to do a quick shout-out to some of the people that uh, have been following us on Facebook. Mary Lou, Gina, Dr. P, Rebecca, Lynn, Cheryl, Ken, Robert, Kathy, and Zoe, and then some of our Twitter followers, uh, Beth, Jason, and uh, Canada out there. So, again, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in and, um, and commenting on both the Twitter and uh, Facebook for what we're doing. Um, Sandy, um, let's talk about areas where you need to be able to, to sprawl and then unsprawl quickly. You've got a lot of tips for our audience on how to do this. Right. I think L-shaped um, desk setups are great for ADDers. If you're right-handed, on the right-hand side of the desk is where your computer is, where you check your email, um, where you put your you know, cup of pens um, and, and scissors and rulers and, and things you use all the time. And this is where you, you, your work area is on things that are done on a daily basis. Now, the left-hand side of the desk can be used for your sprawl area, and it can be shared with, with other people. Um, this is where, um, let's say you're picking out, you know, camps, summer camps. You're going to sprawl all the information out, work on it, then scoop it up, put it back in a bucket, and, um, you know, put it in a closet or, or on the floor by the side of the, de- the desk so that that area becomes clean and clear to use again for another project at some other time or for someone else's use. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first came here to D.C., um, I worked with a lot of attorneys. Um, and this one particular attorney I worked with down on um, Pennsylvania Ave, huge office, big, mega, big, big desk. It was a mm-hmm. huge desk. But it still wasn't big enough for all the things that he needed to do at it. Um, and um, what we did was um, – we got a bookcase for behind the desk. Um, he typically worked on about five cases at a time. So each shelf of the bookcase was for each case he was working on. Okay. So he could scoop the stuff off one shelf, spread it out on his desk, work on just that case, and then when he was done working on that case, scoop it back up and put it on the bookshelf behind him and take out another case. You know, And that could be done with buckets instead of a shelving um, system. But to to be able to bring out the project you're working on and then put it back rapidly is 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 the main point of um, now, being able to sprawl successfully. And you're not saying this, but the, when there, it, it, either it's a shelf or a bucket or something like that. And I presume, like if it's a bucket that you have all your stuff in, whatever the bucket or the container is, is just for that particular project, right? You don't co-mingle it's just projects, for right? That particular project, and that's that's what can trip us up sometimes. We want to clear it all off, and we might be scooping up something else on the desk just to get it off the desk that's not with that project. Um, Another thing that's very helpful is to get shelving um, above the desk area to get as many things off the desk and onto the shelf as possible. And there may be temporary spots on that shelf for other little things that don't belong in your project bins that Mm -hmm. you're taking out and putting back. Um, Sometimes when they're on rollers, um, those units that have the plexiglass drawers you could use a drawer for each uh-huh. project and roll it under the desk or roll it into a closet and bring it back out. 
Um, if you're custom designing your area, some of the desks um, that they have are adjustable in height. So you could actually put um, a card table on rollers underneath the desk to pull out to give you mm-hmm. a little workspace. And then when you're done working on it and putting your stuff away, you can shove the card table back underneath the desk and still use the desk. So um, we've got we've got a shelving with possible boxes and stuff like that, or like a like a bookshelf behind us that's got boxes or whatever. We put that stuff, in. and then we got shelving above our desk to take stuff on the desk, like you know, I don't know, uh, staplers, punch, punches, and so you get that off. So you have your working area. You got the uh, the desk that kind of goes up where you have things that you can slide under it, so you can kind of pull that stuff out. Again, all this different areas so that you can pull out like a, a box or a, this contents of a shelf or something from under the desk, sprawl it all out, and then unsprawl it quickly back to where it came, right? Right. It is about categorizing and sorting and um, use, you know, having a specific use for each container or project bin that you, that you, that you have. Mm-hmm. And when you're done with that project, purging it and relabeling the, relabeling the bin for the next new project that you're working on. Um, one thing I do run across um, often is, you know, we know we want our kitchen remodeled. Um, so we start saving stuff way too soon. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, don't start collecting your stuff until you're really ready to move forward with the project. You could have years' worth of, um, you know, kitchen remodeling ideas. <laughs> By the time you actually get to remodel your kitchen, some of those ideas you saved you no longer want. So it is starting to collect the information when you're about ready to use it and not too much beforehand. Um, which is a time management piece, you know. Um, mm-hmm. When are we going to start this project? Um, and part of the organization with sprawling too, if you're sharing um, spaces, is is uh, you know maybe a dinner time discussion. Okay, if let's say there's three computers and four people that need to use them, who needs a computer tonight for their homework, mm-hmm. and who's going to use which computer and when, so that you know you're not all trying to crowd four people on three computers at the same time. Um, you know, it is the time management piece that, that needs yeah. to be addressed also. Well, we've got a, all of our family around here, we all work on a, a Windows PC, but we've got a Mac for all of our pictures and movies and stuff like that. And every night I, there's four of us in our house. Everybody's fighting over the Mac area because it's more of a leisure time activity. And I'll tell you, it does require some organization and time management just to keep right. that from busting out into <laughs> right. craziness and around the cover if you've got something to do um, later in the evening with a with a time associated with it, set a timer five minutes so that you have that five minutes to pick it up and put it away before you go off to pick up your kid at, at soccer or, or yep, whatever yep. it is that and, you and, need and, to get and, out of the house. And, Sandy, I want to kind of go to a break. When we come back, I want to kind of expand about the unsprawl, a little bit more details. You, you talked about real quickly you said set a timer. Well, let me kind of get back to – you, know, you set a timer, how that works, and really how to effectively unsprawl so that next time you can sprawl, you can resprawl efficiently, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners, a reminder, uh, if you've got any questions or want to learn more about Sandy, go to uh, Sandy Maynard, that's S-A-N-D-Y-M-A-Y-N-A-R-D.com, and with that, we'll be right back. The secret word tonight is chaos. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. 
Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. We've got Sandy Maynard in the house, and we're uh, we're making a mess right now. Um, Sandy, we've, we're talking before this break about the kind of sprawling areas and buckets and where to put this so that you can officially kind of put it back. But when it's time to unsprawl, before the break you talked about like set a timer like like five minutes before it's time for you to wrap some stuff up. Let's talk about like when it goes off. What's the process of the unsprawl? I mean, how do you put it back, and how do you do it in such a way? I mean, for some, is it you just dump it in back into the bucket? Is there a way to do it? Um, um, just well, the most important thing is that it all does get put back in the same project bin that you took it out of. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're putting it back, you might um, grab a expand a file for things um, that um, are all of one nature or one category to separate it from the other things. You mm-hmm. might be doing some categorizing and sorting as you're putting it away. Definitely, without a doubt, if you've made a decision on what floor tile you want, um, you don't need to put the floor tile back in because it's going back to the store. Um, uh-huh. uh, or um, or the, the just keep the one, if you've bought the samples, just keep the one that you want and, and toss the other ones. There may be mm-hmm. um, pieces of paperwork that you don't need anymore. You've, you've clipped some things out of... Um, out of a magazine and you've decided, nah, that's not what I want, um, definitely purge what can be purged from that project before you do put it back in the bin. And, you know, a best-case scenario, you do want to categorize and sort it um, in any way that you can. But, um, you know, don't, don't take a long time doing it. Um, you know, make it quick and easy. Make your categories large enough. If you've got three big expand files uh, you know, for three different categories of um, – items that are being put back in the bin. Um, Sometimes we can tend to over-organize, you know, a file Mm -hmm. folder for each little thing. Um, Make your categories big. Um, You can always fine-tune your categories later um, if if there's too much in one category. I would think this is where the handy rubber band, paper clip, and uh, I call it the the, the portrait landscape stacking system really kind of comes into play because if you just grab some stuff that's a category, sometimes you don't even have to right. label it. You just throw a rubber band around or you just grab a paper clip right. and put it all together. Right. Or like I like to say, just stack, you know, portrait landscape, portrait landscape based on kind of categories, uh, particularly if they're obvious based off the group. And that way you don't have to, do, you don't have to over-label the situation. It, everything's geographically or physically compartmentalized in one way or another. So when you have to unsprawl, you just take it and you just – it's already kind of in its own stacks 
again, if you if you stacked it the, the landscape portrait way or in the rubber bands, you just kind of put that stuff out. And it seems to me that you could probably hit the you know the football two minute drill if you if you got good at this, where you know the timer goes off with five minutes to go. You know, you start to wrap things up in two or three minutes, and if you're good at this, you know the two minute drill kicks in, and you can have it all dashed away and on the shelf and good to go. Absolutely. Binder clips, rubber bands, um, you know, a stapler can be your best friend. You've printed out 10 pages of instructions for something. Um, you know, make sure they're all stapled together because when you grab them, you may only grab the first five pages and the last five pages get lost. Uh, or you move one stack to another stack and you only move half of it so it doesn't stay together. Um, you know, if everything is all facing the same way, um, you know, typically when I see a paper organization, disorganization mess, um, there'll be um, um, papers of the same document upside down and backwards. And, uh-huh. You know, it takes, it takes forever <laughs> to get them all in order. Um, so when you're, putting, when you're putting them away, it's a good idea to, you know, get them in order and binder clip them or staple them and, or rubber band them and, and stack them all the same way. Because if you need to go to that box just for one item and they're all stacked the same way, it'll be much easier to find that one item you need from that, from that project bin. Absolutely, and you know, I just just to, for everybody out there, you know, these these uh, the sprawling in projects. I mean, this can run the gamut. It could be scrapbooking, it could be insurance claims, it could be bill paying, it could be researching summer camps or schools, it could be work projects. I mean, it could be literally Absolutely. anything. Absolutely, yeah. And um, like I said, it's it's you know, if you can design your space um, yourself through. Um, you know, one of these easy closets or alpha or container store, um, best case scenario, you can you can really set it up the way you want to because um, all of those um, um, stores have um, a variety of different things to choose from to make it the way you need it. And if you can't afford that route because it is expensive um, and you're going to um, Craigslist or eBay or whatever to to pick up secondhand items to set up your sprawl space. Make sure you, make sure you measure. <laughs> you know, I, I I have a very poor concept of how big something is, uh-huh. so I measure it and I put masking tape on the floor. This is where the desk is going to go. Okay, yep. this is where the chair is going to go. This yep. is where the file cabinet is going to go. And that way you can visually see, um, do I have enough room to walk around the file cabinet um, to get to the bookcase, do I have enough room to open up the closet door? If you actually tape, you know, put the tape yep. on the floor, um, and and that way you can make sure that you're not going to get there and see that the desk is way too big or way too small. <laughs> absolutely, that, that, those are those are absolutely great tips. The, the, the particularly the tape on the floor, so you can actually visualize and see that stuff before you go, because it's not just measuring, but you can put the tape on the floor and you can understand your proximity. So, Sandy, that's brilliant. Um, just a couple things. Some of these things you can get it like uh, actually online. There's shelving.com, rubbermade.com, containerstore.com, ikea.com. They have a lot of stuff there too, just in terms of furniture. I mean, they're they're pretty creative in some of their stuff. So uh, and then, of course, you know, there's the local staples where you can get your rubber band staplers and all, all that type of stuff. Um, Sandy, and, and, and kind of concluding, is there anything that 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 we haven't covered? Um, a last point that or any other tips that you want to get to anybody before we sign off on this? Um, I, I've seen a lot of clients, and I, you know, I can tend to do this myself. I'll go to the container store. I'll go, oh wow, this is neat. And you know, you buy a large assortment of everything, and then yep. you bring it back, and you find out, man, this is the size I really need, and I don't need these other sizes. Um, 
if you've categorized and sorted the materials that you have before you go to the container store, you'll have an idea of how big of a container you need for it. Mm. Um, you know, having a variety of sizes on hand for different projects of different sizes is great. Um, but, um, you know, going overboard um, with it can, can create more clutter because you've got way more yep. containers than what you need. And if you're putting your containers on a shelf so you can just take the container off, sprawl it on the desk and put it back, you know, measure, me once again, measure the shelf before you go so you're getting the right size container for for your needs. For the space, for um, the know, space there. Yeah, so. if you don't have adjustable, if you can't adjust the shelves, you know, you may get there and, and buy a container that's, oops, one yep. inch too tall to fit on the <laughs> shelf. <laughs> trouble begins. So, uh, Danny, thank you very much for coming on the show. Today's been uh, very insightful and very helpful. So uh, everybody out there, particularly our ADDers that are visual learners, you have our permission to make a mess. Just uh, do so so that you can sprawl and unsprawl you don't drive those neatniks crazy. So, Candy, uh, thanks again for coming on the show. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. Uh, that's, this, that's it for this week. Catch us next week for another edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.
not exactly sure when. April of 2018. How did she come into possession of the dog in April of 2018 if you didn't leave for Egypt until July of 2018? Yeah, because the deal between me and him, I keep the dog with him for care a little bit because I'm moving to another. Oh, just a second. So before you went to Egypt, going out of the country, mm -hmm. April, May, June, and July, for four months before you moved out of the country, your friend took care of the dog. And then you moved out of the country in July to August. So, just no. follow me, sir. The dog wasn't in your custody mm -hmm. April, May, June, July, and August. Mm -hmm. April, May, yeah. Because it came into her possession, she said, April 2018. You're the wife of the friend? Yes. Well, and well, my ex-wife. Yes. And when you separated, which was in what month? October. You took the dog. Yes. That's how you got the dog. Right. I also met with him in April. I went with my husband and my children. I talked to him myself. You did? Yes. Me, my husband, and my children, we were all there. We all met in the parking lot of their work that they worked at together. Did you have a dog at the time? We had two dogs at the time. What kind? One is a husky cattle dog mix, and one is a French bulldog uh, mix. They're both mixes. Which dog did the husband take? He didn't take any. None? No. He took himself? Yes. You got the children and the dog. Yes. And he got his I got the better end of the Sounds, deal. Just a second. It's just a second. Sounds perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. Do you want to tell me what the conversation was with Mr. Isaac when you met him in April in a parking lot four months before he went to Egypt with his family? Sure. And left the service dog with somebody else? <laughs> this is actually the first time hearing that he even went to Egypt. I had no idea. Okay. Met him in the parking lot. He told us that he was trying to get the dog certified as a service dog because I guess the, the certification that he already had was not up to par for the apartment building that he was moving into. And he okay, said so he was moving. Yes. Into I'm a oh, It's all coming together. All coming together. He was moving into an apartment. Yes. And in order to take the dog with them, it had to be a service dog. So then he was trying to fashnuzzle his way into a service dog so that they couldn't turn him down with his family to move into the apartment. And so he couldn't take the dog with him and... And he asked us, he said, can you guys just maybe take care of the dog for a week or two? If it ends up that I cannot get the title for the apartment building, he's like, I would just like for you guys to keep them. And I was like, I don't want to keep them. I already have two dogs. Like, I don't need that responsibility. And of course, you know, a month later, he bonded with my children, bonded with my dogs, and I just was like, okay, well, we couldn't get a hold of him. We're like, okay, we're just going to keep them. And yeah. Did you personally or did the husband try to get a hold of him? Both of us. At the same, we, I, we, I was like, look, because I, because he was just like, oh, whatever, we don't need to get all. I was like, no, let's sit down and work. Don't call him. Don't. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I we sat down and I, we called him together on speakerphone with. Were you able to reach him? No. And then he left in July. Between April, when you took possession of the dog, and July, when he left. Would you tell me, Ms. LaFrance, how much money the plaintiff gave you towards food and care for the dog? Absolutely not a penny. How much money, sir? Cash money. Don't, okay. don't anticipate my question. They pay me for saying a whole sentence. Okay. How much money did you pay your friend or his wife for taking care of your dog for four months while you were in town but weren't taking care of the dog? How 
gave them a bag of food and also the container for the, the beef jerky. It's almost like a lot. You're Prince. This is the Don't first one. Judge. But when I ask my friend, and I tell him, because he worked with me every day, do you want any money or you want to, I offer to him, do you want any money, you want any food, or you can't buy any food, I can't buy anything for you, so you dog to tell me. You can't have the dog back. No, no, You're man. not getting the dog back. For what? Because I said, you're not getting the dog back. Dog belongs to her. He he told me that. Dog belongs to her. Okay. She's had the dog for a year. You've contributed Zippo to the dog. You weren't out of the country for any particular reason from April to May to June to July. The baloney story that you gave me that the dog is a service dog for your child is just a lot of baloney because if the dog was a service dog for your child, you would have stayed in the country with your eight-year-old and the service therapy dog for which you want $4,000. In any event, go buy your son another puppy. We're done here. Thank you.